Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? The Tula Society sponsored the founding of the Nazi party and many of its members went on to become prominent Nazis, including Deputy Führer Rudolf Hess. But the group allegedly had a very strange set of beliefs. Many claim that the Tula Society believed alien beings were living in underground caverns right here on Earth. Join us on Aliens Explored as we try to unearth the truth about the Tula Society. Hello listeners, welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly look at the mysterious skies and other related phenomena. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Neil Kelly. And I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. Hello Neil, it's been a, it's been a little while. Uh, how are you keeping? Um, well it it hasn't for our listeners, but yeah, I've, I've been I've been keeping very well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been about a it's, week. Been, it's been it's been a week, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it usually is. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so yeah well i mean actually now you have I, I saw you last on monday anyway well i say so but over through a screen because we're still but that's yeah we haven't seen each other in any other way for over a year now have we no no not in uh, person well over a year coming up on two years i think when was it was it february or Jan- january february when we uh, last met in person when we started doing the um the 20 side game Oh, last year. Table. Was it the beginning yeah. of last year? I'm wondering now. Yeah, so, yeah, about a year and a half then. Yeah. Year and a half, wow. And who wow. knows how much longer it's likely to be. Uh, a lot longer, given the recent announcements by the UK... Um, uh, regime, let's call Pillock. it the, the regime. Pillock. Pillock Minister. Um, yeah. For, for those yeah. of our, our non-British listeners who aren't up to date, our, uh, our Prime Minister has announced that the 19th of July will be Freedom Day, when all restrictions will simply be eased. I mean, our, our American listeners who live in Republican-governed states will be very familiar with, with having a lead who just says, no, we don't believe in this anymore. We're just going to do away with masks and all, all this other kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And, um, Scientific advisors have said, no, don't do it, don't do it, it'll kill people, but uh, blah, 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 freedom, yeah, freedom we, and we, we, personal liberties. We, we've um, been here a few times before, haven't we, with, with every single lockdown. Um, yeah. The government has been resistant, the medical and scientific advisors have been saying, you really need to do this, and the, the government resists, and then eventually does do it, but usually a week or two too late. With the cost, and then and then they'll they'll open up again too early. So this is this is nothing new for us. No, no. Well, I, I've been getting into a few arguments on Facebook. I mean, for Neil, that won't be a surprise at all. <laughs> <laughs> I do this a lot. Um, but yeah, I've had people sort of spatter me. Oh, but you know, it's my right to choose. Uh, mm. It's about my personal freedom. So 
I, as a a medically vulnerable person, then hmm. um, even though I've had both jabs now, you know, um, if I were to actually get COVID, which there's still a chance of, in spite hmm. of being full of vaccinated, there's still a chance I could get it. If I were to get it, it would be pretty bloody serious. I mean, it's to the point of life threatening. Um, you know, yeah. it would be pretty, pretty bad. So, um, so they're, they're saying basically, my my right to not wear a mask trumps your right to stay alive. Well. So, uh, if it's about personal rights, does that mean then that it is my right... If it's their right to put my life at risk, is it my right to put their life at risk with the baseball bat if they come near me without a mask? Um, that would be an interesting legal test. Um, I, I suspect the answer would be no. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by a lengthy prison sentence. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah... But it's it's one of those nice thought experiments that I enjoy thinking about. Mm. It keeps me warm at night. Um, and, and of course, uh, beating, I, beating non-mask wearers yeah, with a what, baseball. What what I fully expect to see on Freedom Day is our Prime Minister and all his ministers and all his government uh, crowding into the House of Commons, which they haven't done for a long time, mm. uh, not wearing masks mm. and there the whole day. So let's see. Yeah. Uh, I, I would I, really love it if our Health Minister. Our new health minister, Sajid Javid, got it. Got a fatal dose. I mean, imagine the headline: minister yeah. who says we need to learn to live with COVID dies of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but it won't be their it won't be their fault. It won't be their responsibility. It never I is. mean, the, the whole taking responsibility and taking credit for things with our government is incredible. Um, mm. You know, we. I mean. I, I hate football with a passion and, and England games in particular mainly because domestic violence rates mm. go up very dramatically during and, and shortly after any England game mm. it's, it's a horrible, horrible statistic um, but our our England team are doing quite well at the football at the moment um, but already our Prime Minister is taking credit for that. As we knew he would as we, yeah, as oh. we knew he would Anyway <laughs> Uh, and and if, if Britain wins this, <laughs> it wins Euro twenty twenty, um, it will be a vindication of Brexit. Yeah, we couldn't have done this without Brexit, because <laughs> and and people will swallow it. And and yet, uh, I believe of the eleven players on on the pitch, uh, nine of them are immigrants, or descended from recent or immigrants. Descended from, yeah. 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 So, mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, speaking of ruthless dictators who mm. uh, <laughs> yes. tell a lot of lies, um, shall we get on? We haven't even mentioned today's topic. Um, well, we there, there was one thing I thought of. Remember when we did our live stream? We asked uh, our listeners to come up with a name for uh, our little, oh, our little grey. Yes. We, and then we've had well, we've, we've had one that I know of. One suggestion. Oh, oh we've had quite a few. Have Sorry, we? I've not been keeping you up to date on this. Um, mm. I've got a list of names, uh, which do you know what? I'm not going to give them out over air. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you the list off air. But yeah, yeah, yeah I've been collating them. We we get quite a growing list of names. I mean, and and there are some absolute beauties in there, absolute beauties. So it would be the usual arbitrary. You know, games against you know, cards against humanity rules. It's just the one we like best. Uh, get, well, that is that is the yeah. official rule. Yes, uh, the the one that we between the two of us. 
we mm. like the best. Okay. Um, so we'll have to see. But uh, yeah, just to remind our listeners, just in case you're not aware, um, yes, on our artwork uh, in between the m- amazing uh, portraits of myself and Neil. Uh, as done by uh, Cy Monstrous Art, you have a grey alien. If you can come up with a good name for this grey alien, uh, send it to us at aliensexplored at gmail.com before the end of the 25th of July. And uh, the the person we, or, or the name that we pick out, that person wins a t shirt. Yay. Yay! So there we go. Uh, that's the 25th of July. 2021 just in case you're listening to this in the way distant future (laughs) (laughs) or in another dimension or in another dimension who knows uh but yeah no that's a good call to mention the uh the competition neil Hmm. Uh, it's a good good reminder but that's not what we're here for today is it today we're here to talk about the the tula society or as I keep calling it, the Thule Society. So, so, yeah, in, in English, T-H-U-L-E. Germans would pronounce it Thule. Um, yeah, it looks like fuel. Now, um, actually, I'm, I'm going to... We know this was a German society, so I think probably the German pronunciation is correct. But I discovered in my research it actually comes from a Greek word. Yes. Or a Greek name. Which would actually make it the uh, Dula Society. Hmm. Uh, because the Greeks pronounce their THs as Ds. Hmm. Oh, it's, it's, it's actually like, well, it's it's sort of halfway between the two. The. the well, the, the, uh, the, the Delta is, is, is pronounced in a kind of hard the. Delta. Yeah, it's Delta. delta. And, so and when they want to say a hard society. D, that's spelt N T. Mm, yes. Yes, it's uh, it's a bit weird. Yeah, so. yeah. So. but let's let's stick with Tula. <laughs> let's stick with, stick with Tula. Yeah, the Tula Society. So this was um, a secret society. So mm-hmm. that's always that's always fascinating. That always invites <laughs> a lot of speculation. That was formed um, towards the end of the First World War by mm. uh, by a war veteran. Um, what was his name again? Um, I, I can't remember, but yes, it was. It was. Oh, uh, uh, I remember. He came to a sticky end quite quickly. Walter Nauhaus. There we go. Uh, um, so, but but most importantly, we, you've got some very notable members of the Tudor Society, haven't you? Um. Well, a, a lot of. People have been a lot of prominent Nazis have been associated with it, including the famous Rudolf Hess. He's probably the most famous name there. Alfred Rosenberg, Hans Frank, Julius Lehmann, Gottfried Feder, Dietrich Eckhart, and Karl Harrer. But yeah, Rudolf Rudolf Hess is the one that stands out. I'd have thought Adolf Hitler was probably the more famous. Um. Well, Nauhaus claimed that. um, that his group was basically the origins of the Nazi Party. I mean, they were a, mm-hmm. they were a right wing society that was um, uh, became a. Nauhaus was a, a wounded World War One veteran who became an art student um, from Berlin, and uh, he was he was concerned with the Order of Teutons, and they came very became very concerned with um, um, 
tracking German, I suppose German purity, yeah, lineage. Aryan purity. That yeah, their their, their lineage. Mm. Um, um, they had an, an oath that the, the the signer hereby swears to the best of his knowledge and belief that no Jewish or coloured blood flows in either his or in his wife's veins, and that among their ancestors are no members of the coloured races. So. Yeah, you can see how that would be attractive to, to Nazis. Well, it comes into this whole Aryan race thing. So the the speculation is, in fact, that Aryans were uh, extraterrestrials who hmm. came to Earth and seeded the Earth, uh, or seeded part of the Earth. In fact, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed yeah. part of the Earth. Um and uh, and yes, so it was looking for this sort of Aryan, this extraterrestrial purity. That was part of the whole Aryan race, the mm. um, the alleged better race or, or whatever. But but yeah. that wasn't just you know in 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 Britain. I know in in the nineteenth century, um, there were there were certain people who they were concerned that that British people were no longer too comfortable with colonialism and. Although slavery had been abolished by that time, um, and similarly very concerned about the rise of Germany, which overtook Britain as an industrial power in the 1870s, during a great recession in in Britain, um, that they 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 developed this creed, which basically said the the white English speaking peoples of the world are one of the are descended from one of the lost tribes of Israel. And therefore have the right to enslave and exploit anyone else that they they see fit. It was justification for, for for the empire. But also they 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 saw um, Germany as the antichrist because mm. they they were they were, and 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 these this 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 creed still exists. Um, it's more prominent in America, where it's um, where it's embodied in their in their ideas of manifest destiny. But yeah, you still you still come across it, and they still see the Germans as the bad guys, as the Antichrist. Um, I think it's human nature, though, to um, see yourself or your you know it's tribalism, which um, which back when we were a series of small tribes dotted hmm. around the land, you know, genetically, um, it it served us, but it's it's kind of it's a leftover from that. I think that is very much human nature, yeah. but. Now the- but I, I, th- I feel we're going off. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to keep it to the UFOs. That's why I yeah. mentioned the extraterrestrials, Neil. Because sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want us to dive too far away. We're already halfway through this week. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> in, in popular fiction, um, certainly the Nazis are, are, are given all sorts of... There, there's a mystery that's still... That's still about the Nazis that's still attractive. Mm. You see it in, I mean, in Indiana Jones... Indiana Jones movies, the, the Nazis seeking occult powers. Um, it's they, they've appeared before that, haven't they? I believe that uh, in, in Captain America comics, the Red Skull was the yes. head of the Tudor Society, yes. and his there was an organisation called Is it the Hydra? Who Hydra, are, yeah. are, I believe yeah. to be SS. Just to um, just to clarify, uh, going back a little bit there, uh, when you say that they're very attractive, I, th- I, I assume you mean from an entertainment perspective. Um, 
Well, you, no, you said that I mean, Nazis there, were attractive. There, there's also a, a, a fascination, <laughs> especially amongst far right circles, this this idea of of the Nazi, the SS officer, as the very sophisticated. I'm, I'm, I'm trying um, to clarify. Here. Are you saying that you like the idea of Nazis? No, what I'm saying is that popular fiction <laughs> right. likes the idea of <laughs> yeah. Nazis, but it's, it's not the Nazi who's just the small-minded, small-town bigot who hates black people and Jews. It's it's this guy who's had an international education. He has a sophisticated mm. outlook. You know, he holds his his cigarette between his um between the, the the next two sets of fingers as he smokes and says, "You know, we are very alike, you and I." When he's interrogating some hapless prisoner, the Bond villain. Yeah, the the Bond villain type. Yeah, that's yeah. and and of course the reason why the Nazis are associated with UFOs is because. For one thing, they developed technologies during the Second World War. Even though they were having the crap bombed out of them, they were still able to come up with ballistic missiles, drones and jet aircraft in a war that had started with biplanes and cavalry charges. Um, so there's there's a, a mystery about that. Perhaps perhaps Allied bombing wasn't quite as uh, effective as they, they like to believe it was. In those days, bombing technology rarely allowed people to hit anything smaller than a city especially at night so mm. all you have to do is move your move your development plants into you know, out of the cities um, and and also there was the sighting of these these strange lights in the sky seen by by axis pilots as well as allied pilots of the what came to be called the foo fighters um, and many many allied pilots believed that these these were some kind of german technology even though well, they, they, were, they weren't very good at shooting down allied planes because they never did well, there's certainly a lot of theories and a lot of um, concepts out there about German UFOs, and certainly we've covered some of that in previous episodes. No doubt we'll be coming mm. back to that again. But specifically about the Tula Society, mm. um, what what I've been reading is that a subsection of the Tula Society, in particular, uh, known as the Vril Society, have you been coming across this um i have heard that, again that vril is kind of a legendary thing isn't it it's well it ties in very closely with uh hitler's sort of obsession with the occult and and extraterrestrial things um a, a, a quick side note um tula um was the we mentioned it's got greek origins uh, oh. and it was the name of a a mythical sort of northernmost land um hmm. i mean possibly people have said it might be scandinavia or you know hmm. iceland know. Or where, where no one has been but they they knew that somewhere in the north there was this yeah well it became more commonly sort of used as being a reference to the edge of the known world or the hmm. edge of what is known uh, and I think that's why it was picked as the name for this society is because it was you know they they in their heads they were pushing the edge of the the, the boundaries of what is known and um, that kind of thing. So it's so it's very much. I mean, certainly the Tula Society were very much like the occult and and things like that. Um, but the Vril in particular, uh. That was formed by, um, or the idea was put forward by uh, an author, a um, French author, as it happens, hmm. uh, Louis-Jacques Colliot, uh, who I'd never heard of. But if I was to give you the phrase, Neil, the penny is mightier than the sword. Ah, oh, yes. 
he he's the he's the person who came up with that. He's also oh. the person who came up with the um the classic opening line of a book. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he purported to have discovered this this real energy, hmm. uh, this this otherworldly power. Um, I mean, you could say cult, you could say extraterrestrial, uh, you know, maybe a bit of both in there. Um, oh. And that, yeah, this real society were then desperate to try and get it to, to power their aircraft and weapons. And, um, you know, the women of the real society were encouraged, I know, to, to grow their hair very long because hairs, it was thought, might be an antenna to the brain. Uh, so they did, they, they had hair pretty much down to the floor some of them uh really uh some interesting uh pictures oh. there so are we talking antimatter or anti-gravity technology more like as i understand it more like an energy form that is manipulated to produce those other things uh, right. you know in, in the way that uh you might use magnetism hmm. as an energy to to create uh, a magnetic lift. Uh, so, <laughs> anti-gravity, you could say. Right, so uh, from the energy that is all around us, um, isn't yeah. that what atomic power is, though? You're going to split That's, atoms and... Well, that is a form of energy as well. Um, and certainly, yeah, when you look at Project Paperclip, it's absolutely clear that um, Germans were interested in all kinds of energy forces... Uh, all kind different kinds of energies mm. uh, so it's not surprising that yeah one would latch onto this this energy that was allegedly powering extraterrestrial craft and weapons and you know uh, and that Hitler would want to get his hands on it and there's also the um the Nazis did lay claim to a, a part of the Antarctic um back back just before the second world war um, and there's a belief that they'd, they'd, they'd found the entrance to the hollow earth. And that's where all the Nazis went and lived. Or, 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 they, yes. they, or they met people who, who lived in this hollow earth and they, they'd, they'd, they'd joined up with them. And that's where they all went after the war. Well, the theory is those are the Aryans of which I'm speak- I, I spoke mm. earlier. Um, these, these, they, they've come from another planet, possibly, or they're another species of humanoid that, that shares the planet and lives underneath mm. it. Um, we're, we're not quite sure. There, there are different theories about them, but yes, that uh, they are the the Aryans. Well, well, of course, a lot of Nazis went missing. Uh, they were unaccounted for um, at the end of the Second World War. But mm. of course, in that kind of in modern warfare, using high explosives, yeah, people do tend to be missing rather than leaving a nice identifiable corpse. Um, I, I certainly remember when when the wall came down in in Berlin and all of you know, East Berlin it was either pre-war buildings that were a bit getting a bit unstable maybe had some bomb damage that certainly didn't meet western building standards or they were old or they were they were recently built communist concrete blocks that again you know, seems I think it was PJ O'Rourke said that uh, commies love concrete but they don't know how to mix it that's why in in eastern bloc countries everything's made of concrete and everything's falling apart so basically east berlin was demolished i went there shortly after the wall came down and it had been leveled 
and it was just a, a massive building site with loads and loads of cranes. And then for years afterwards, they were finding bodies as they dug, and they were finding on average a thousand a year for a long, long time. Well, you imagine a hundred thousand people killed in the Battle of Berlin. That's going to leave an awful lot of bodies under under rubble, wait to be found. Yeah. So uh, I imagine a lot of prominent Nazis ended up in that mass grave that was East well, Berlin. Well, the well, yeah, quite possibly. Um, yeah. Um, well, I know that. Yeah, there were a lot of prominent Nazis who th- their whereabouts were known. At the at, during the end of the war, but it was hmm. shortly after. Yeah, suddenly they they disappeared. I mean, you get that in fiction a lot, don't you? Suddenly in South America, someone turns up. Uh, Hi, I'm Bill Smith, and and it turns out he's an ex Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> my my um my my sister in law um used to work in publishing, and she went to this convention in the United States, and um at the start of the convention they said well and um. It was, the, it was the Disney Corporation, and um, they, 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 they made this special presentation to our colleagues from Disney South America, who've been running a very efficient and profitable organisation since 1945. And he called them up, and it was Herr von Braun, Herr von Schmidt. It was <laughs> all of German descent. <laughs> Okay, yeah. we're not saying <laughs> Disney that South the America, Disney yeah. Corporation... <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan of Disney at all. Oh uh, come on, you, you like your Star Wars and your Marvel and this all Disney, well, isn't it? Yeah, but Star Wars wasn't created by Disney. Neither was Marvel. Um, no, I I enjoyed some of the products that they put out, but uh, their history, particularly their anti-Semitic history, um, yeah, leaves a lot to be desired. Oh, I think, I'm, yes. I'm sure that uh, I think our listeners might disagree. I think e- Disney are evil mm. and always have been. Mm. Yeah, well, I you think... or I, for instance, would not be allowed to work for them currently, you know. And why is that? Because we've got facial hair. Oh, right. That still applies now. They've said it used to, it used to be um, because... Um, Obviously, a lot of Jewish people, uh, a lot, you know, mm. they they would have facial hair. Uh, it was to keep them out. Uh, Disney have since said, "Oh no, it's because uh, you know you're 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 cleaner and you look more heroic and you look more positive if you don't have facial hair." But they, yeah, they still have the policy. Disney, I'm sorry, but that's nonsense. Didn't Walt Disney himself have a moustache? He did. Yeah. 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 But there you go. Uh, anyway, let's not talk too much about them because <coughs> yeah. they are famously litigious, um, even <laughs> yeah. even against you know Paul mm. or you and me. Um, <laughs> so uh, there may so, be so there may have, be other explanations. So let's, do you have to hereby that. swear to the best of your knowledge and belief that no Jewish or coloured blood flows in either yours or your wife's face? <laughs> it would not surprise. Me. Actually, I know people who do work for. Um, offshoots hmm. the Disney Corporation but that's that's our whole other thing anyway we're off topic yeah and we we're won't we won't name them on this show absolutely not um, so uh, to the society then so yes yeah, hmm. so you've got this real society that is a small sort of subsection of them um, 
yeah, let's let's sort of summarise our our thoughts then. So, so a, a, a question I ask you quite a lot on this on this podcast, Neil. Prior to us doing this, had you had you heard of them before or come across them? Um, I I don't know. I mean, the only reference I had for Tula before before we started talking about it, perhaps in an earlier episode was I bought a roof rack once in Germany that was made by Tula. Roof <laughs> right. rack, a roof rack for my car. Yeah. <laughs> it's also a brand of... Uh, Does your car run car. on Vril Energy? <laughs> 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 Is that what we're saying? Yes. That, that's the, yes I, I'm, I'm when was the last out. time you put any fuel in it? <laughs> <laughs> this was a long time ago. Right. So, yeah, so in your research then, um, mm. what, 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 I mean, what do you think? Is it all just mythological? Is it all just made up or? I, I think it's, I mean, I know that prominent Nazis did have an interest in the occult and the Nazis were able to produce some quite terrifying technology towards the end of the war. That was a nasty surprise for the, for the Allies. Um, I don't think they ever expected to win the war. I mean, the V1 and V2, the V1, which was a drone, basically a flying bomb, and the V2, which was a ballistic missile. Uh, the V stands for Verachungswaffe, which means revenge weapon. I.e., we're not trying to win the war with this. We just want to give you some pain mm. for bombing us. You've bombed us. We no longer have the capability of bombing you because our air force just keeps getting shot down. But we have these new technologies that we can we can inflict harm. They're not very accurate. I mean, the, the drone was basically a plane. They'd set it off in the right direction and it'll be timed for the engine to cut when it reached near London and or over London. And, you know, it would come down and kill indiscriminately. Same with the V2 rockets. It was just for revenge. So it was, it was certainly advanced, but it wasn't war winning and it wasn't, it wasn't that advanced. Mm. Um, but yeah, but, but the combination of the two, the, the occultism and the, and the, the the frightening technologies, and and also with um, on the part of people in countries like Britain, who it's easier to say that the Nazis were evil. They were they they got involved in the occult. I think even in even in secondary schools in Britain to this day, so that's children between eleven and and eighteen, that what they learn about Germany tends to begin and end with the Nazis. Hmm. Um, and what they're, they're still taught, I learned from my wife, who's a school teacher, is that um, the Nazis happened because the German people were led astray by an evil man. It's so much easier to sweep it under the carpet by just saying, oh yeah, they were evil. That's why it happened. It's so much easier than saying, well, it was a, it was a consequence of colonialism which led to a devastating war which led to which led to great poverty and then you had the great depression which put the nazis in power and then you had the you know, british firms western firms were happy to collude in the nazi build-up of armaments in in the 1930s and and the governments were allowing that because they were more concerned about stalin and the bolsheviks in the soviet union so and they liked the idea of a, a strongly rearmed albeit illegally rearmed germany between us yeah without going into all of that it's easier to just say oh yeah they they got involved in the occult and they were evil and it, it yeah it produces also it you know, gives us fascinating or in, entertaining stories like indiana jones or captain america and the red skull and hydra and that sort of thing but i think 
really it's yeah there was an interest in the occult but i don't think you know there's no, there's no evidence that they produced any kind of any kind of technology which isn't easily understood or wasn't wasn't easily understood at the time they just managed to get technologies to work mm. well just to to add to your sort of historical take there um that has happened in more recent history as well because you look at saddam hussein mm. it's the american and british governments who put him in power in the first place yeah um who kept him in power for a very very long time until it was time that they needed a scapegoat Absolutely, and then suddenly yeah. he's evil, and yeah, you know, we, we, we want his oil. So suddenly oh, he's become evil. Oh, yeah. he, he must have these weapons of mass destruction, which they've still never found. Mm. Mm, yes. Well, you know, I was in, involved in intelligence gathering in the Middle East in the 1980s when Saddam Hussein was waging a war against Iran. He'd attacked Iran and found it a tough and that he, you know, he, he, it was expected that in the chaos of the Iranian Revolution. The, the more organised um, Soviet-armed Iraqi forces would easily easily overrun them. And it was almost a repeat of Operation Barbarossa on a, on a smaller scale. They made some great initial advances, but then the Iranians got their act together and with massive human sacrifice were able to just drive them back all the way. You know, it was a, a long, drawn-out war. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, but it was still very much Saddam Hussein is our guy. And he's fighting the these these Islamic fanatics in Iran who are the bad guys. Mm. Yep, yep. It's a complicated issue. Um, mm. But yeah, so um, I suppose I better give you my opinion on the Tudor Society. Mm. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm absolutely convinced that certainly the Tudor Society were existed. Hmm. There's much argument about that. I'm, I'm convinced that the real society existed. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a degree of success as well. Um, there are certainly reports of, of them, achieving some things. Um, and where you say there's, there's kind of there's no evidence of them, creating weapons that achieved anything i'm going to draw your attention to the nazi bell uh which was a device that was created um, oh. and subsequently disappeared that uh could well be connected with real power and um and and it's been speculated may even have been some sort of time machine mm. but so, they just can't find it yep exactly so that won't explain a few things but uh but who knows i mean yeah probably for me i yeah uh, it's it's kind of the it's this whole nazis and aliens thing mm. um which is fascinating yeah, I, it makes it makes a great great action movie it would but i think i think there's something to it i uh, i wouldn't like to say categorically what level that is but i do think there is something to it and it's it's worth it's worth um investigating mm. Mm. but what do you think listeners uh as ever we do like to hear your thoughts and uh, feelings on this subject on all our subjects that we talk about here you can let us know exactly what you think by finding us on facebook or twitter by searching aliens explored or you can email us at aliensexplored.com and don't forget to enter that competition as well <laughs> that we mentioned <laughs> um 
in the meantime, uh, join us next time. Oh, Neil, I'm very excited oh. for our next episode. I'm always excited for all our episodes, but I'm particularly <laughs> excited if, for if our I, If our listeners could just see the look on your face, <laughs> <laughs> how animated you suddenly become. Well, and, and with good reason, because we are going to be discussing probably the most documented ufo abduction case in history we're hmm. talking about travis walton travis walton mm, exciting exciting and, and, and travis walton if you're listening please do feel free to uh, to join in oh yes we'd love hmm. to hear from you we'd love to interview you hmm. um yeah absolutely do share your thoughts um in the meantime Keep watching those, oh, I don't know, secret societies. <laughs> I can't come up with one for this one. I always come up with these off the top of my head, Neil. Mm. But keep, um, an eye, keep an eye out for Nazis anyway. That's all yeah, advice. keep watching out for Nazis <laughs> and the sky. Watch out for the skies. That doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, keep watching that history. <laughs> and, and catch you next week. We will catch you next. Take care. Bye-bye. Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.